from John chapter 7. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me, and let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, Out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now he said this about the Spirit, which believers in him were to receive, for as yet there was no Spirit, because Jesus was not yet glorified. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. I am very grateful to Pat for reading our Acts text today. It was not an easy read, for sure. But I actually loved our numbers text, the story of Moses. Moses saying, would that all the Lord's people were prophets. And you know what's funny about that is that Moses never wanted to be a prophet. You might remember his narrative in Exodus. Moses tried to turn down God's voice in the burning bush. He didn't think he was eloquent enough. He didn't think he was good enough to speak for God. And by the time we actually get to Moses' story in Numbers, how far Moses has come from Mount Horeb and that burning bush. And so I can't help but wonder how much humor is actually in play in his story today. Moses has led 70 elders to receive the Spirit to be temporary prophets. And our text says that the Spirit rested on them and that they prophesied, but then they did not do so again. Maybe the Spirit was limited on time that day or something. But after the 70 have left the camp, these two men, Eldad and Medad, receive the Spirit and start prophesying. And people were pretty upset about it for some reason. When the young man rushes to Moses to tell on Eldad and Medad to tattle on these unauthorized prophets, I wonder if Moses was shaking his head. Here he was, having been made into a prophet by a burning bush, having been called into this role as speaker for God and leader of his people, a role he never really wanted, and now people are freaking out because there are other prophets, and they are prophesying without Moses having, leading, having led them into a tent. His question to the young man, are you jealous for my sake, is a reminder that Moses is not upset that the Holy Spirit works without him having to do anything. And let's be real, what's funny about the story is that Moses is not just not upset about these two men, he's probably actually pretty excited that there are other people prophesying and that it's lasting after he leaves the tent. Would that all the Lord's people were prophets, then maybe Moses could get a few days off. <laughs> you may have noticed some themes in today's text, and that's because today is Pentecost. It is a day we celebrate the events we read in Acts chapter 2. The Sunday when we celebrate the Holy Spirit being poured out onto the disciples, a day we celebrate when the disciples prophesy, when the Holy Spirit calls the disciples prophets. And so I have said some variation of the word prophet more than a dozen times in the last two minutes. So what is a prophet, anyway? For a long time, I didn't really understand. I mean, if you had asked me what a prophet was a few years ago, I would have probably said something like, I don't know, someone from like the Bible or something. <laughs> Maybe. I knew that there were some people in the Bible that were considered prophets, and eventually, if pressed, I could probably tell you that most of them, I'm pretty sure, were in the Old Testament, and maybe they had some dreams and stuff. 
not the most authoritative answer to that question, right? And yes, most of the big prophets are from the Old Testament, and there were a lot of them. When I think of prophets, I usually imagine a bearded older man with a name like Isaiah or Ezekiel, those big names that we see in our Old Testament readings on Sunday mornings. And yes, some prophets do receive direct conversation from God. Like Moses and the burning bush, they were told directly what to do and say. And yes, in scripture, sometimes there are prophetic dreams, like we find in the stories of Joseph or Daniel. And these dreams are prophetic because they are symbolic of what will happen or what is happening in the lives of those who are dreaming. And that's all great. But those are just pieces of what it means to be a prophet, and our text from Acts is not just an incredible moment in the history of the disciples or the history of our church. This text is also an incredible commentary on who can be a prophet, how prophets come to be, and what it means to actually prophesy. So yes, Isaiah and Ezekiel were prophets, but what Acts is trying to show us is that the words from Moses eventually came true. Would that all of the Lord's people were prophets. And that's exactly what happens. If you remember from last week, the disciples who saw Jesus ascend to heaven gathered together with all the disciples and with certain women who were following Jesus. Together they were praying just before this Pentecost moment. It didn't matter if they were male or female, if they were old or young. It didn't matter if they were slave or free. The Spirit doesn't care about gender, age, economic, or social status. Like Peter says when he quotes the prophet Joel, the Spirit will pour upon all flesh, upon all people. Who can be a prophet? Anyone. All the Lord's people. Us. Maybe even some of you. And yes, some prophets in Scripture had dreams, interpreted others' dreams, or heard the direct voice of God. In Numbers, the 70 had to be taken into a tent for some reason to receive the Spirit. And in Acts, there are tongues of fire resting on the disciples. What they all have in common in their prophecy origins is that God is the actor in their story. God reached out into their lives through a burning bush, through another person, or even through fire, and gives them a voice. The Spirit rests upon the prophets, and the Spirit gives them this voice, and it's not always super obvious, but God, the Holy Spirit, is reaching out to us to tell us, to help us, to guide us, to call us prophets. And so what exactly do we do as prophets? I mean, the easy answer is to say that prophets prophesy, but that's not really a helpful answer. To prophesy really means two things. One, a prophet speaks in a way that can be understood by those who need to hear it. That's why it's so incredible what happens on Pentecost, because the disciples aren't speaking in their own language. They are speaking in the languages that they couldn't possibly understand or know on their own, and they are speaking the language of the crowd around them, speaking so that those on the outside might be able to understand. And the second part of prophecy is that to prophesy means to do what the disciples were doing, what every prophet has done who came before them or after them, to speak about God's deeds of power. For the disciples and for us to speak in prophecy, to speak about God's deeds of power in our lives, to speak about the incredible things God has done for us and for those around us, for us to be prophets means to speak about, it means to provide witness, it means to share the love and mercy we have received through the death and resurrection of our Lord, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. 
It means to share in our words and our actions the love and mercy that we have each received with those on the outside of our church walls. This love and mercy, this living water that we have been given through Jesus flows out of the believer's heart, out of our hearts. As Jesus says, this flows like a river. This living water, this forgiveness we have been given, this love we have received, this comes to us through the Holy Spirit. The Spirit flows through us and out of us and towards our neighbor. The disciples weren't speaking in their own language. This gift wasn't just for them. They were speaking in the language of those around them so that they could share this gift with others. What language might we speak to our neighbors? What might we speak about in our lives that God has done? How might we share this incredible love, this forgiveness, this mercy that we have been given? How might we speak about and share God in our lives? How might we become prophets? This is part of the miracle of Pentecost, that our Lord who gave his life for us gives us a new life in the Holy Spirit, a life of love, of mercy, and a voice to share that with others. Would that all the Lord's people were prophets. We can be. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Amen.